The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. This comes from the Panavitcherov. The Panavitcherov said that the Chofetz Chaim's daughter told him a story. The Chofetz Chaim was very poor. And his wife would go to the bakery and she would get weak old bread. And it was hard already. And the Chofetz Chaim would take the bread and he would dip it into the coffee. And he would, like the sugar, and it would soften up in the coffee. And that's what he would eat. A whole week, that's what the Chofetz Chaim ate. Didn't have any money. One day the Chofetz Chaim's wife went to the grocery store, to the bakery, to buy, to buy, um, to buy bread. And the baker said, I'm not selling you bread anymore. He says, why not? He says, your, your debt, your, your charge in the bakery is too big, and I'm not going to get paid. I need money right now, or you're not getting any bread. Now he's not talking about fresh bread. We're talking about weak old bread. And she's not giving it to him. So she came home, and she didn't give the Chofetz Chaim lunch. And she was crying, and she felt terrible, and she didn't know what to do. And the Chofetz Chaim was sitting there, and he was thinking, and he was banging on the table, and banging while he was thinking. And then suddenly he gave a few zets on the table. And he said, Sutton, I know what you want from me. You want me to close the Gemara. You want me to become an Amoritz? You don't you want me to do anything? You're not going to win. I'm going to fight you forever. Get out of here and leave me alone. And if not for that, we wouldn't have a Mishnah Brura. We wouldn't have Likuti Halachas. We wouldn't have Chafetz Chaim. We wouldn't have Shmiras Halachin. Nitche Yisrael. All the tens of Svarim that the Chafetz Chaim penned. We wouldn't have it. Why? Because the Chavetz Chaim was able to be goiver on his Nisoyen. He was starving. He didn't have what to eat. In 1914, World War I broke out. And all the yeshivas in Lita went home. The Bachram went home. People didn't have where to go. They ran away. They ran to different cities. They made their own yeshivas. Rav Shach wanted to go home. But his mother told him, go back to yeshiva. Your place is in yeshiva, not here. And Rav Shach, there was no yeshiva anymore. Rav Shach went to the Ezzesnoshim in Slutsk. And he laid over there and he stayed there. And he lived a geferlich life. Rav Shach said, since then, this is in the Toldos. May Oz, from then, I never saw my parents. I didn't have what to eat. I used to, there were, there were old people in the shul that they used to eat in the Besmedrish. When they walked out, I went to the table. And whatever crumbs that were left, that's what I ate. Whatever they left over, that's what I ate. I had hard bread, crusts, and, 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 I, and tea, and I would use the bread as sugar. Instead of the sugar cubes, I put the bread in the tea, and that's what I drank and I ate. <coughs> this, this, the way I managed was with the sweetness of Tayra. No sugar. He says, my shoes were too small on me. And my toes from the shoes, they got all quetched and bent out of shape. I didn't have a towel to wipe myself after I would wash myself. My hair got so long, I didn't take haircut. And it got thick, gridlock, I don't know the right word to say it, dreadlocks, whatever the word is. It was so thick that a year and a half later, Rabbi Zalman and his Rebetzin found out, and they called a barber to give Rav Shach a haircut. And the barber came and he brought his haircut, whatever they had then, to cut here. And he tried to give him a haircut, but the machine wouldn't cut. It was so thick, the machine couldn't cut, couldn't cut the hair. So they went and they got gasoline, 
and they soaked his head in gasoline to soften up the hair and they, they rubbed it and they washed it and back and forth then afterwards they washed it they got it loose they finally after two hours they got it apart enough that they can give a haircut that to wash out the, 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 the gasoline or kerosene whatever it was and then they dried it out and then only then afterwards was he able to take, take a haircut and he says that he sat on a wooden bench and he would sleep for maybe an hour during the day and a few hours at night. And then when he would go to sleep, if he got some branches or twigs from outside to put under his head instead of a pillow, he was a lucky man, he was happy. And he was considered a rich man, he felt himself rich. He says, my pants were torn and, and, and my, my, my wounds on my feet would show through the ripped pants. I only had one shirt, and when it would get dirty, I would turn it inside out, and when that got dirty, then I would finally wash it in the river. He says, if I wrote all the tsaris of my life, it would be a fatter, safer than all my svarim put together. He says, and I'm so happy. And my friends, they did rich shaduchim, and they, 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 they were so happy, they all got killed out. And me, the nebuch, I was besimcha, I was happy all my life. And Itaka, he grew up to be Rav Shach. I just want to end with one last story about Ravadi Yosef. Habitzvah Yosef says that the Aeneas that his father had in his house was unbelievable. On Shabbos, they had one bottle of beer for the whole family. They used to eat bread and banana every night for supper. Ramosha Tzatka said that I remember his house when he, when he was bringing up his little kids. It was a dalad al dalad, and he had all the kids and the wife, and there was no room for furniture in the house. And that's how they lived. And one time, Ramavadi said over that Rab Ezra and another Rav came to visit Ramavadi in his house. And he had such bushes because they saw how he was living. Rab Ezra started to cry that this prized Talmud, the Rebavadi Yosef, is living in such poverty. The Rebetzin said that from the poorness, his, his, his shirt was ripped and she would sew it up, and there was like patches all over, and he would sit in the corner, so people would come in, would not see that his shirt is full of patches. And finally, I want to say one last story from Rav Steinman. It's unbelievable. Rav Steinman was the Rashiva of Kfar Saba, and it was run by Tzirei Agudas Yisrael, and they made a, 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 a deal with him, they wrote a contract that they're paying him a nice salary. But the Ma'at said the Matzim of the Yeshiva was very schwer, and they didn't, have, they didn't keep their word, and they didn't pay him. And he, Posh, did not have any money. And the Ma'at they didn't need a whole week, they ate, they ate nothing cooked. They didn't need anything cooked the whole week. Shabbos, on Friday, the Rebetzin said that she used to go out to the market, and she would buy two chatzilim, Two eggplants. And when it came Friday night, Rav Steinman would make Kiddush on wine, make Hamoitzi on the challah, and then she would serve the fish. The fish consisted of a slice of fried eggplant and a challah, slice of challah. And then he would sing Zmiris and say Torah, and then she served the meat, the chicken. The chickens consisted of another slice of eggplant and challah. And that's how they lived for six years. Every Shabbos, every Yom Tif, until all of a sudden the yeshiva got a new manal, 
and he heard that they're eating chatzilim and they don't eat meat and chicken or fish. So he went and he brought the Rebetzin, he had this for Shabbos, he brought her an envelope full of money. Go buy Shabbos. So she went and she bought fish and she bought chicken. She made it, she served it. It came to fish and she served Rav Steinman a real piece of fish. And Rav Steinman tasted the fish and he didn't say anything. And then it came to chicken and instead of chatzilim, she served him a piece of chicken. And then Rav Steinman broke the silence and he said, What is this? Where did you get the money for fish and chicken? So she told him that the yeshiva has a new manal, and he came in and he brought more money. So Rav Steinman says, What was wrong with the chatzilim till now? You didn't like the eggplant? Why do we have to live with fish and chicken with good to the chatzilim? The yeshiva has no money. So what are you going to do? You're taking yeshiva's money. Matzah Shabbos, I want you to give back whatever's left over, give it back to the yeshiva, and tell them, thanks, we have enough money, we can live on eggplant. That's how Rav Steinman lived. I know it's for our generation, it, uh, it's, it's like over the top. But Lamaisa, uh, I just want to show one thing, that the Gedoylem, they have Nesioinus, and they have problems, and they overcome the problems. And our job is, and our Nesioinus, to also, like Avram Avinu, continue, Hashem is testing us, everything that happens in our life is a test. We shall be Zoycha to pierce all the tests, and we should have Mashiach Tzedkenu, Mherv Yameinu, Amen. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.